Welcome to episode 46 of Shimmy Cast, the podcast for dancers and fans of Middle Eastern dance. I'm your host, Anala Rabari, and yeah, I'm sorry guys. No, I, I didn't, you know, die or get sick or suffer a car wreck or anything like that. Um, things have just been really busy lately. Um, I had a couple of presentations that I had to do for work. And, um, and another one that I'm going to have to do in another couple of weeks. And um, our classes have started back. Yay! I've missed teaching and I've missed all my students. Uh, but that's just um, another thing scheduling-wise trying to figure out. So um, you're going to get this episode. And then it's probably going to be three weeks before you get another new episode. But I promise after that, um, I think you guys are going to be really happy. I'm going to come back with some phenomenal episodes, or at least I hope so. And um, I'm hoping to get a couple of um, video episodes done for you guys as well. So it should be pretty fun um, as long as you stay patient. And I, I really do appreciate you guys being patient and um, emailing me and are you okay? When's the next episode coming out? And I'm really sorry. It's just been very busy. But anyway, this is a show. We have a great show. Uh, we have a review of one of Jim Boz's workshops. And more from that roundtable discussion with some of my uh, troop members. If you guys remember, um, I gave you a couple of installments a while back. And I've got some more. And then we have um, the usual questions of the week and event announcements. And the music for this week's show is from Sham and Mo Shang. So let's get started. Do you drill moves? And if so, tell us about your regiment. Yarn Dancer from Scotland posted, I try to drill moves, to practice them and get them perfect. But, well, I'm not very good at remembering to do so. Every so often, usually after watching someone like Rachel Bryce, I tell myself I absolutely must start a routine the next day, drilling moves. Then the next day I forget. Or I get carried away and just start dancing to the music. It's kind of like dieting in a way. I tell myself to start tomorrow and either forget or buy a chocolate cake. Whenever I do drill moves, I tend to put some music on and just do basic moves like circles or eights over and over and over. I try to do it in front of a mirror. I find, though, after a while, my body kind of forgets what it's doing and it's hard to pay attention to the movement. And I just end up drilling mistakes in. So I have to go on to a completely different type of move. Does anyone else get this or is it just me? <laughs> oh, and thank you, Anala, for playing Introduction to Belly Dance. I just heard this song last week and was going to email you to ask you to play it. Just as well, I listened to this week's podcast first. I love that song. There's so many things in it that I've thought and felt while learning belly dance, and it just connects with me, because I know what it's saying. <laughs> I completely empathize with you, Yarn Dancer. When I first started belly dancing, 
and I was trying to drill my moves and practice, I ended up doing a lot like you did. I would just put a song on and I tried to drill the move over and over and over again and then I my mind would wander off and I would forget what the task at hand was and I'd just start dancing to the music and end up really doing bad technique and everything like that. So you're not the only one that it does happen to. Um, I found for me, I, I do have a drill regiment that I do and... I um, mostly it's the basic stuff. I try to break things down very slowly, um, and a lot of times I won't even do my drills to music because I do find myself falling in that pit of getting caught up in the music and getting distracted. If I do decide to drill to music, I kind of pick songs to drill to that maybe you're very monotonous in nature and it's just like the same beats over and over again um, because it's most of the time songs that have a lot of variety in instrumentation or melodies or rhythms that I find myself, my mind wanders away or it starts listening for all the different little nuances of the song. So I, I tend to pick music to drill to that's very monotonous and straightforward and steady beats because I, I can't I can't play something that will distract me <laughs> if I really want to concentrate on drilling moves. Um, I tend to do things um, in sets like I um, I try to do a total of like 32 hip lifts and a lot of times I'll like do a set of eight on each hip and then I'll do like eight figure eights in one direction and then I'll go back and do another set of eight hip lifts and I'll do eight figure eights in the other direction. Um, just so I don't get too bored with one move over and over and over again. And, and again, it's the whole thing of if I start, if I do too many things, like, if I do a move too many times in a row over and over and over again, I stop concentrating on it, and I stop paying attention to what I'm doing, so I kind of have to break it up where, into even though I want to do a lot of repetitions, I have to break the repetitions up between the moves, and do, like, hip lifts, and then figure eights, or, you know, chest figure eights, and then hip figure eights and then chest slides and then hip slides and then go back to the chest figure eights, the hip figure eights, then back to the slides, back to the slides, that kind of thing. Um, and I just, I have to do that in order to keep my mind focused in that I'm actually drilling. So that might help you too. Violet Gypsy from New Zealand says, yes, I drill moves like Maya's and Umi's. I think the reason why I do this is because of my 13 years of ballet training. I remember doing steps over and over and over again till I got them right, especially when learning. Oh dear, I'm not good at French people. Pirouettes in the horse and in the dance and also point work. I probably just butchered those beautiful ballet terms. <laughs> 
But at any rate, yeah, I could see where all the training, ballet training and having to do moves over and over for ballet training probably is makes it easy for you to drill your belly dance moves as well. And now your shimmy cast news. September 22nd through November 24th, the Belly Dance Superstars will be having various workshops and shows in Indiana, Mexico, Netherlands, California, Argentina, Tennessee, Idaho, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Georgia, Wisconsin, and Canada. September 22nd, Judy's 20th Annual Belly Dancers Bazaar featuring Jaluna, Judy, and Ashira in Sedalia, Missouri. September 26th, Shahana's in Glen Ellen, Illinois will be teaching turns and traveling. September 28th, Tulsa's Gypsy Fire will be performing at the River's Edge Bistro. September 28th through the 30th, Amara proudly presents an evening of experimental Middle Eastern dance, one of the most innovative Middle Eastern dance concerts in the U.S., and it's being held in North Hollywood, California. September 29th, the 14th Annual Dancing Poetry Festival in San Francisco, California. September 29th, Ozma sponsors Samara in Drum Rhythms and Drum Choreography Workshop with Hofla in Bristol, Virginia. September 29th, Bella D. Boot Camp in Lawrence, Kansas featuring Gatra, Maya, and Amara. September 29th, Sonia in Davenport, Iowa. September 29th through 30th, Roxana presents Fatin Salama in Master Workshops and Gala Show in Chicago, Illinois. September 29th through 30th, Amira's Dance Productions will be performing at the Great Plains Renaissance Fair in Wichita, Kansas. October 3rd, Unraveling Arabic Music, Rhythm and Musicality Evening Workshop with Shahana in Glen Ellen, Illinois. October 5th through 6th, Beach Blanket Belody 2007 with Darshan, Jamila, and Sheldra in Nags Head, North Carolina. October 5th through 7th, Whippoorwill presents Mazmira 14th at WBE 2007 with workshops and shows in Florence, Alabama. October 5th through 7th, Amara proudly presents an evening of experimental Middle Eastern dance in Hollywood, California. October 6th through 7th, Suhalia Cosper, Near East Ensemble with Nazar Musa, George Maman, and Dalina in Phoenix, Arizona. October 6th through 7th, Princess Farhana and four workshops and shows in Syracuse, New York. October 6th through 7th, Boom Boom Belly Fest with Ethnophonic and Mata and Zafira in two days of workshops plus Saturday night performances in Tempe, Arizona.
October 9th, 16th, the 23rd, and the 30th. Special four-class series with Princess Farhana, Egyptian Technique, Infusion, Mixed Levels, in Manhattan, New York. October 10th, The Art of Toxemes, Slow and Sensuous Movement, Evening Workshop with Shahana in Glen Ellen, Illinois. October 11th through 14th, Bahia and Hot Seminars presents Cabaret Dance Camp with Azia, Tambrahena, and Bahia in Hunt, Texas. October 13th through 14th, Ariella and Zava Serpentina in workshop. Uh, Ariella will be teaching four hours of tribal fusion and yoga on Saturday, two hours of gothic belly dance stylings on Sunday. Ziva will be ending the weekend with two hours of Indian fusion. October 17th, Intermediate Advanced Veil Work Evening Workshop with Shahana in Glen Ellen, Illinois. October 19th through 21st, Rafa and Nakano in Kansas City. October 20th, Helping Hips AIDS Benefit Fundraising All-Star Show in Chicago, Illinois. October 21st, Tulsa's Gypsy Fire will be performing at Oktoberfest. October 24th, Costuming Conic for Belly Dancers, Evening Workshop with Shahana, Glen Ellen, Illinois. October 25th through the 28th, Arabia Adorn Belly Dance Academy presents Hip Fest with workshops by Hadia, Arada, and Tamra Henna, plus spectacular show on Saturday in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. October 26th, Silk Veil Dine Workshop with Shahana, Glen Ellen, Illinois. October 27th, Rocks Gothic Seminar and Halloween Party at Subtra Castle, east of Manhattan, Kansas. This has been the ShimmyCast News for this week, and as always, you can find more information about all of these events on our forum board. This week's review comes to us from Nema in Springfield, Missouri, and it is a review of the Jim Boz workshop hosted by Judy Cunningham on July 21st, 2007 in Sedalia, Missouri. I must start off by saying that this is my second Jim Boz workshop and that I love him. <laughs> also, my very first workshop was hosted by Judy Cunningham in Sedalia, Missouri. And I have been going to her workshops for over seven years now, so I admit that I'm a bit biased. However, I will do my best to give the facts and a basic overview of a workshop with Jim Vaz. Price. The workshop cost $50 before July 13th and $55 at the door. A very reasonable price for four and a half hours of instruction from Jim Vaz including a sandwich and salad buffet provided by the Best Western Restaurant. Teachers who registered five or more students by the pre-registration date got in free. The Hofla cost $5 for anyone not dancing in the show, with proceeds going to the Humane Society. Video of the show cost $25 for VHS or $30 for DVD. The Facility 
The workshop was held at an older Best Western Hotel in Sedalia, Missouri. Price on rooms ranges from 64 and up depending on the size of the room and whether they face into the courtyard or out to the parking lot. The rooms are clean but slightly small, particularly when packed full of belly dancers trying to get ready for the evening hofla. This Best Western includes a country-style restaurant and a very small bar located on the premises. The workshop space was a large rectangular carpeted conference room on the lower level with both stair and elevator access and a bathroom nearby. There was a small stair-step stage on one end with a dance floor space in front of it. A massage table and massage therapist were set up on this stage during the workshop hours for workshop patrons to get cheap massages during the day. In the middle of the room against the wall was a small set of risers set up for Jim to teach from. Along the opposite end from the stage, Judy's creative costuming tables were set up along the walls for vending, including a water dispenser and cups for workshop attendants. And as usual, there was also a table supplied for the workshop attendants to lay out their own flyers and other promotional information. Jim had a table set up with a variety of t-shirts, buttons, and CDs for sale. His CD, Belly Dance with Jim Vaz, contains 11 tracks by various artists of which he uses during his workshop tour. Jim Vaz t-shirts and CDs cost $20 each. It has been a long-running joke amongst my fellow dancers and me that the carpet in the conference room is in horrible shape. The adjective I most recently used to describe it is moist. And unfortunately, that is exactly what it is. Sticky and moist from years of use and mistreatment. I always wear shoes at these workshops. Dancers who do not wear shoes always come away with pitch black dirty feet. A fellow dancer unaware of the dance space experienced the infamous carpet for the first time at this workshop. She, she chose to wear her flip-flops throughout the day in order to protect her feet. I have heard many complaints over the years at the quality of the facility, floor, sound, swimming pool, and hot tub, food, etc., to varying degrees. But despite some things being a bit subpar, I have experienced workshops and hotels with very poor facilities that cost much more money. Vending. With the exception of Jim Boz's personal vending table, vending was limited to products being sold by Judy's Creative Costuming, the workshop sponsor. Judy's Creative Costuming supplies all the belly dancer all the belly dance basics, including beaded ballady, full costumes, coin belts, jewelry, hip scarves, CDs, VHS, and DVDs, veils, and so on. Prices on some items are high considering the online market value. However, buyers get the added bonus of trying on the costume items before purchasing. While selection was wide, there was also little variety within each category, and no other competing vendor to help lower over all the prices. The vending space is also in the same room where the class is held. This can sometimes lead to distractions during class time while others are still shopping. However, I stood near the risers where Jim taught from and was not distracted by the vendor tables on the other side of the room. Jim Vaz is a Middle Eastern dancer and choreographer from San Diego, California. He has been studying Middle Eastern dance since 1994. 
Jim began the morning with a basic warm-up, stretches, and some basic drills, such as chest locks and hip drops. He reviewed some of his signature technique by describing movements by muscle isolation, analogies, and even a few funny names. After reviewing each individual move, he combined them into short combinations. He did not teach with much emphasis on the timing or count of the music, but instead taught the move of each combination by saying, one of these, two of those, etc. He would then dance them along with the group to the music. Here's one track of music that he had recorded at three different speeds in order for the group to try the movements slowly and then work up to the full speed of the song. This was a... This was helpful since it allowed the dancers to become familiar with the way each combination fit into the music without being overwhelmed by hearing a new song for the first time. Jim also spent time on the floor walking through the room, helping individual dancers understand the form and posture for each combination. This included everything from foot placement, hip and muscle articulation, to hand and arm posture. After lunch, everyone sat around the risers as Jim discussed music and instrument textures common to oriental taksim. Taksim usually refers to a section of music in which the musician plays freeform, similar to a jazz solo. Jim played taksim samples from a variety of instruments, including oud, kanun, flute, and accordion. He asked the group what kind of movements, emotions, and feelings they thought of for each type of instrument and how they varied from one another. He then had the dancers dance to these samples using only two movements and one body part. This was to help the dancers focus directly on the movements and feelings they had discussed earlier. He then encouraged the dancers to mix and match these movements as the music became more complex. Finally, he suggested a sequence of movements and played a section of Taksim, allowing the dancers to use this sequence at their own speed and repetition according to each dancer's interpretation of the music. Impressions I personally enjoyed the Jim Boz workshop. Although this workshop was less intense than his previous one in Sedalia and focused more on dance interpretation instead of choreography, I appreciated Jim's open and encouraging teaching style. He uses both analogies and specific instructions for body movement and muscle isolation. This works very well in a setting with dancers from various backgrounds, skill levels, and even genders. He is approachable and it it is easy to ask him questions. He also never discourages a dancer, but instead gives him or her options and advice according to his or her own personal dance style and goals. Jim is passionate about belly dance and does a wonderful job in relating his love for belly dance to his students in the classroom and when he performs. I give him an A+. For more information about Jim Boz, his tour, events, and pictures, check out his website at jimboz.com. J-I-M-B-O-Z dot com. This week's first song is The Reader of 
360 million books by Shane.
So I am happy to announce the winners of our 20K download contest. They are Esther from Liverpool, UK, Natalia from Chesterfield, Missouri, and Ezra Ellie from Fallen, Nevada. So we should all give these guys a big hand. Yay! And they will be getting CDs from Magnatune.com within the next coming weeks. So if any of you guys have comments, suggestions, or feedback, you know, shoot us an email, um, leave reviews on iTunes. Uh, the wrapper map's getting pretty full. It's very exciting. And um, don't forget the forum board. Go by and check out everybody who's there and start a new thread. So, uh, this week for our article segment, we have more of the roundtable with me and some of my troop members, um, uh, Delilah, Elenia Malente, Leila, and Amala. Okay. Uh, favorite prop? Uh, I would have to say veil. Um, my veil, and I'm wanting to learn to mess more with my sword, and I have a tambourine. I like to play with tambourine. <laughs> I would love to learn to use daggers. Oh, yeah. yeah that would be cool. That would be cool. It's okay to say I don't have a favorite prop. Not at this current moment I have a favorite prop. <laughs> Hopefully the dagger would be my favorite prop pretty soon. I'm hoping I'll like the seals. The seals. The seals. My brain and my hands and I'll work yeah. together. You know? yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, favorite cabaret move? arms which is hysterical because you struggled so much with her snake arms i know she used to hate them i mean she would just be like why do we have to do snake arms well i sucked at them <laughs> she really didn't but i worked hard Hard and now I think that my snake arms actually look really good. They are, and they so I like good. it because it makes me look good. Good. Oh, I'd say I can shimmy forever. Just let me shimmy. Mm-hmm. I can shimmy through the whole song if I have to. <laughs> this is Delilah. I know this is repeat, but snake arms and definitely the shimmies. Yes. <laughs> I guess me and my mom have a lot related because I like shimmies. Yes. Because if I forget something, the gun roll is to shimmy Shake something. Yeah. <laughs> I have to tell you, my daughter would say it's the camels. Yeah. 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 The camels. yeah. I, oh gosh, it, for me, it changes day to day. I mean, it's like, I love to shimmies. I love to do shimmy variations too, like the, the lunging shimmy and like figure eight shimmies and hip slide shimmies and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I, and I mean, you can ask you guys when I, as I took you through the shimmy drills. <laughs> yeah, warm ups after she's seen a shimmy CD is horrible. <laughs> Our warm ups are nothing but shimmies. Yeah, but then I I really am I'm really liking the swaying snake arms. I'm, I'm really. I love the snake swing snake arms. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what dancers do you like to watch? Oh, I love Rachel Price. And actually, um, 
I have seen several of Izzy's uh, performances on YouTube, and I just absolutely adore her performances. I'm still new, and I just like them all. <laughs> I'm still learning from everyone, so and I'm not a picky. Valid answer. Yeah. <laughs> this is Delilah. I'm going to say some of my favorites would be the Belly Dance Superstars, all of them, or um, also like Nina and Vina. Yeah. I think any belly dancer except for me that I like Aww. watching. Oh, she's a beautiful dancer. That's that's sad. That's sad. Yeah. For me, I really, I like, um, Kitty Sparkle out of Tulsa. And then, of course, all the, all the belly dance superstars. Um, there's just too many good dancers out there to choose from. It's, it's very hard. It's very hard. Trying to think what other, what other questions I should ask you guys while I got you on the spot. I'm okay. Well, uh, tell me a question and I'll start with her and go the opposite way. What's your favorite? What's our favorite thing about this weekend? Oh yes, yes. Your favorite thing about this weekend? This being around the troop members, learning more about each one of us. Hey, I'm first. You're last. Sorry. You requested it. Big deal. It's my turn. It's this like little moments that we had together. I think it's more fun that. Well. This is delighted. I agree that um, you know road trip. I mean, we've had a blast. This is just so much fun and just getting away from home for a few days and just relaxing and dancing and being with our friends and just having a great time. It was kind of like a slumber party. Yeah. We had I know, teenagers, like except, I know. Shoot, I'm as old as most of your mothers. <laughs> and so it's just been a friendship, I think. I mean, I learned a lot and I was exposed to a lot, but it's just been wonderful to yeah. be here as a group. Yeah. Yeah, I have to admit, it's been like a weekend slumber party. With lots of dancing involved. Yeah, I think for me, the my favorite thing, which was also the scariest thing, <laughs> was when I thought Alenia was trying to tell me that there was a bug on me. And she was actually pointing behind me that our rose had fallen out of the refrigerator in the room. But she kind of squealed and just pointed. <laughs> <laughs> it ended up in this huge silly thing of me thinking there was a bug on me and oh, yeah, she <laughs> <taking off>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we, we broke out into screams and panics and people jumping out of the way <laughs> and I'm surprised pizza and soda didn't go flying around the hotel room <laughs> but it was our, our saddle pictures. Oh, oh God, yes. Oh God, the yes, there's, there's, okay, there's a McDonald's, like, right next to our hotel here in Buffalo, Missouri, and it's, it's decorated in Western gear and everything, and they have, like, a little bar counter, and instead of the regular, like, McDonald's stools, they had three saddles, complete with stirrups and everything. We had red side Yes. Well, some of them, I might... I didn't have a split skirt, so I rode side saddle, yes. Yes. So I, I, I rode side saddle, too. I was more brave and didn't ride side saddle. 
<laughs> yes, but and and we took pictures and everything. So uh, in full yeah, in full costume. Yeah, yeah. And yes, yeah. uh, just see the looks on their faces when we walked in. Yeah, and I'll post those on on the forum board so you guys can look at that. <laughs> they hear it they're going to want to see it what's the one prop you won't ever use a snake a she has a phobia of butterflies no, I, think, it, I think snake dancing is beautiful I just personally don't do spiders and snakes my, my whole thing about it is I, I too, I think it's beautiful and I, I can watch it for a long time and everything like that. But I mean, you know, having a snake, that's a big responsibility because, you know, you need to, I, I feel like you need to actually own the snake. You shouldn't go and rent it because, I mean, that could just be a whole mess of worms. And the whole thing of, you know, feeding a snake is just. I, I can't do that. I, I couldn't. I couldn't watch the poor little thing, the poor little mice that you have to feed it. No. So, well, I think I'd have to agree on on a snake, and it's not because I think anything wrong with it. And I wouldn't have a problem throwing a rat to a snake because I'm just, you know, I couldn't. I couldn't. Mean, I guess. I don't know. Um, that wouldn't be my issue. But the fact of the matter is, I think that. To use a snake, it, it, it isn't really a prop. It's, it's a dance partner, and there's a lot of commitment involved in that. I mean, between the relationship that you need to develop between you and your dance partner, mm-hmm. and I would not want to be out there and not be a good dance partner myself. Well, I wouldn't take that risk being in public with a snake because there could be a little kid that automatically come up to it and start petting it and the snake kind of freaks out and maybe bites yeah. him. And then you'd be responsible mm-hmm. because you own the snake. Not I mean, really. yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> mind dancing with it, but it takes so much work, like she said, and also the responsibility of making sure the surroundings won't interfere with the snake behavior. I don't know that much about snakes. Personally, but, you know, I just think even with dogs or other animals, certain surroundings can make them nervous and it can make them scared. And so they react how they would naturally react. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of actors, there's the old saying in show business, never work with animals or children (laughs) because you don't know what they'll do. (laughs) Nobody danced with fire today. Yeah, there was no sword. sword. Which was um, interesting when I I talked to Zava. That was one of the things when I talked to her about what her favorite props were. She said that she was going to be getting some fire swords at some point. And um, I know I'm working on some candle dances myself. Um, But that may have been because of the the place where we were having the performance and because of fire codes. Sometimes it's hard to have... Fire dances. No, I think we're newer dancers. Yeah. So that's something you don't learn till further mm-hmm. down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was um, one girl who was making her um, debut, right? Yes, I think that how I interpreted that was her first time in front of a whole bunch of people. In front of a, a large audience. And then there was also a, a novice troupe debut. 
performance, and they started off the show to Hadouni Hadouni, and I thought they did a really good job. They did. And, and I thought one of the neat things was their costuming. They were all in whites and golds. They were all different styles. Some were in bras, some were in more uh, traditional one-piece, mm-hmm. some were just in uh, hair and pants. But having the mixture just white and gold looked very, very, very nice on stage. Pretty. Yeah. It was very nice. They were very nice. Because we tend to all be in totally different styles and totally different looks. And, and that kind of and works for our group because of yeah, all our different personalities. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was beautiful how they were doing it. Yeah. 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 I liked it, too. I did. Yeah. And it gave a lot more freedom than I've seen some groups perform where they're all exactly, exactly. the same. Yeah. yeah. And not everybody well, can well. wear the same costumes yeah, or are comfortable. Exactly. And this gave a lot of freedom into a lot of creative freedom into right. style and design and then of things the they could wear with other things. <laughs> as as you know, it left it open so you didn't have an outfit you'll never wear again. Mm-hmm. You can mix and choose. And yeah. enjoyed this week's show for now it's time for the second question of the week and that question is what kind of a support system do you have um be it friends family um just your fellow troop members your children who is supporting you in your goals and in your career as a dancer i mean even if you're just taking classes is there anybody who is like, I'm proud of you. It's a good job, you know, and I, I admire how much you're practicing or, you know, I, I, I can see that you're practicing and, and, you know, I remember you struggling with that move, but you look like you have it down pretty well now. And, and who helps you out and just supports you in your dancing? And what do they do that helps you so much to devote time to belly dance and to be a belly dancer. So to answer that, you can send an email to shimmycast at gmail.com or go to our forum board at shimmycast.blogspot.com. And it's time for the last music pick of the week. This song is Dragon Beat by Mo Shang. I hope you all enjoy. And until next time, this is Anala Rabari saying shimmy on.
thanks again for listening to ShimmyCast. You can leave us feedback at shimmycast at gmail.com and be sure to visit our website and forum at www.shimmycast.blogspot.com. Remember, the opinions expressed are those of the hosts and the podcast crew. Thanks again.